welcome back to the podcast. My name is Jacob. Today we're going to be talking a little bit more about my call to Bible college. And specifically, I'm going to be giving you guys an update on how I'm doing just a little bit before I go leave. Uh, this is actually a week before I move into uh, my apartment at school. I'm moving in on August 9th. And so um, there's a lot of emotions running and uh, different thoughts and um, God's provision that I wanted to share with you guys. Um, if you want to learn more about my uh, called Bible college, I'm actually going to Reformation Bible College in Sanford, Florida. Um, you can learn more about that whole story and how God called me to that um, in a previous podcast episode back in May. It's called The Story of My Call to Bible College. Go listen to that if you want to. Um, and then a few weeks ago, I did another episode called Prayer, Trust, and the Wonderful Grace of God's Provision. And um, that's obviously about God's provision, but specifically uh, how he has provided for my Bible college and um, really in a car, um, which is one of the needs that I had. Um, and so if, you want, if you're interested in that, you can definitely go listen to that. Uh, like I said, those are previous episodes. But today, um, I really wanted to share how I'm feeling before I go um, for three groups of people. Uh, the first group of people that I was thinking about is the people that could be doing something like this right now or in the future. Um, so I really wanted to make this episode to be an encouragement to those people um, because there's some emotions that I'm sure that people that were doing the same thing or are doing the same thing or will do the same thing as me um, might be feeling. And so maybe it'll be an encouragement to them to be like, okay, this guy, he's felt the same feelings before. Um, same as me, and I'm not alone in this. And the second group of uh, people that I've been thinking about is obviously um, everyone else. Um, because even though you might not be doing the exact same thing that I'm doing, because God calls us to a vast amount of different things, it still is incredibly encouraging to see God's provision and his love and his kindness and his patience through other people's, uh, other people's lives, because those aspects of God, those attributes of God, they obviously apply to everyone in Christ. I mean, that who is who God is. And so um, th I was hoping that that would also be an encouragement. Um, and then lastly, it, the, the last people group is me. <laughs> so just one person. Uh, I, I would love to be able to come back to this podcast episode in a few years and look back and see how I was, look at all my fears and um, everything and uh, really, you know, be able to see how much I've grown. Hopefully I'll grow in that amount of time. Um, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, I guess overall, the, the main point of this episode is to be an encouragement um, because it has been incredibly encouraging to me. So like I said, I leave next week. Um, again, I've done an episode about my call and the struggle of the call and everything about that in a previous episode, but I do want to share a little bit about just the struggle that I've been having with it because it is crucial to the story um, and it, it it's crucial to what God has done in me. Uh, but I'll go very quickly. Um, I guess the, the basics is, is that I was homeschooled uh, since seventh grade. I love my family very much and I did not want to leave them at all. I was incredibly sad to leave them uh, whenever I learned or whenever God called me to it, um, to, to Bible college. Um, I, of course, wanted to go learn more about God and of course knew that I didn't really have much more of a choice uh, uh, than just to go to Bible college since he had called me to it. So uh, I did have those things at the forefront of my mind, but I was incredibly sad to leave my family. I love my family. I never, ever wanted to leave them. 
Um, I, I thought maybe I might move like an hour or two away at most, but always within driving distance um, where I could go visit them on a day if I wanted to or, or whatever it was. Um, I never expected to move states. We live in South Carolina. Never expected to move states. Um, and so I never wanted to leave them. I love them very much. And that's something that I started to realize. I got called in October. I started to realize in November and December and January that, you know, I love my family maybe more than I love God. And loving your family is great. I mean, that's definitely a attribute of a Christian and something that we're commanded to do, but not more than God. And so I started to realize that. And over the past few months, I have greatly grown in that area. And um, I still love my family a lot, but I, I would say that I have been able to grow to not where I love my family less so I can love God more, but I just love God more. And I love my family um, more too, but I, I just love God more than my family. Um, and that's a really hard thing to do. I'm absolutely not perfect. None of us have arrived to that uh, final stage, but um, I definitely have seen growth in that area. Um so yeah, I, I in addition to that, I also my entire life since I can remember have struggled with pretty intense social anxiety. I do not like really being around people, especially in public or people I don't know. Um that's not the reason I was homeschooled. The reason I was homeschooled is because my mom uh called uh, was called to it, but it definitely helped that situation because I was, I went to public and private school before seventh grade and I just did not like it. And, uh, especially now I, I just don't, I'm, I'm just still very socially anxious. And that's something that I pray about and I have asked God to take away from me for years, but it hasn't come about yet. And so, you know, I will keep on fighting it. Um, but Either way, I am very socially anxious. And so whenever I uh, realized that I was being called and, and I actually was moving to Florida, which I don't know anyone in Florida, I don't know a single person that lives in Florida, uh, much less Sanford, um, and that I was going to be going to a school and living in an apartment with other people, um, that was something that my social anxiety really started to get stirred up, especially in around January to February, whenever I started to realize that this was actually happening. Um, and so in, in those times in January and February, I was so anxious about it and I was terrified of this moment right now, this moment that I am living in, uh, because I was like, if I'm this anxious right now, I cannot imagine the week before or the month before or two months before or, or whatever it is, because usually I get super, super anxious about things weeks in advance. I'll, I'll, I'm not kidding. Like I will be thinking about it for weeks and it's something that I do not like something again that I said, I, I've been asking God to take from me. Um, and it really is just a trust issue with God. I just have to trust him more. But anyway, I just expected that to be something that I would deal with around this time. But here's the thing. I'm not. And that is very strange to me. Um, I knew I was going to make this podcast episode for a few weeks now. I really wanted to, um, but I've been a little bit hesitant because I don't really know how to describe how I'm feeling. It's an emotion or maybe a combination of emotions I've never really felt before. And I didn't really know how, how to describe it. So I'll try to do my best. I am very incredibly excited to go, which was not at all what I expected. 
Um, I was expecting to be nervous, like out of my mind, and I am very excited. And I, of course, I am incredibly grateful to God for that. We'll get into that in just a second. But at the same time, I'm also really not wanting to go because I don't want to leave my family. Um, the best way I can describe it is a few nights ago as I was going to bed, I was like, God, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Like, th- this seems like a whole other life. This seems like something that I, there's no way I could do. And I was just thinking and, you know, a Holy Spirit maybe provoking in me, like, do you not want to go? Like, do you want to stay here and not go to RBC? And I'm like, no, like, I have to go. Like, I want to, I have to, I know that I have to, because if I didn't, I would be disobeying God. And I also have this excitement in me that is really excited to go. So no, I, I don't want to stay. And then it's like, do you want to stay with your family? Or do do you want to leave your family? And I'm like, no, of course I don't want to leave my family. So it's like, I want to go, but I also want to stay. And unfortunately, that's not possible. I can only be one place at once. So um, it's a very strange feeling. Regardless, I would say that I have been so incredibly grateful and astounded, shocked by the amount of excitement that God has put in me. And I know that I cannot convey or get like transfer emotions from me to you. I wish that I could so that you could feel it. But I think the reason, I I discovered this a few days ago while talking it through with a few people. I think the reason that this emotion feels so strange is because it's foreign. Because in my body, in, in Jacob Cavan's body, in his mind, he wants to be anxious. He wants to be so incredibly anxious and worried about every little detail and be freaking out about this. But there is a foreign emotion in me that is actually making me incredibly excited instead. And that feels really weird to be feeling that, I don't know, I'm not going to say battle, but that, that just those foreign emotions coming in. And I realize like the reason that I feel so strange is because I'm not the one producing these emotions. And I know that's really strange to say, but like, I truly believe that God, the Holy Spirit has in me been working in me to produce these emotions that, you know, are easing anxiety and building excitement to do something that God has called me to do. And really, honestly, over these past few months, while of course I am still incredibly sad to leave my family, I have been almost, I say this in quotes, anxious to go. Like, Like I want to go, like I'm on the edge of my seat Maybe anxious isn't the best word in the context that I've been talking about, but I've been I've been on the edge of my seat, like ready to go, because I know this is what God has called me to do. And so any this like time, well, it has been great, and I've been incredibly grateful that God has given me the opportunity to know that I'm leaving before I am and be able to spend almost an entire year with my family and really be able to enjoy them. Still, this time has been a time of kind of an intermediate waiting stage where I'm just, I know what I'm called to and I just got to get there. And next week is whenever I get there. But I want to give God all the glory for this because I know some of you guys do not know me personally, but if you know me personally, having excitement 
over something like this and very little anxiety is incredibly not of my character or who I am. Like, I'm not joking, at 21, I sometimes get nervous to order food at a restaurant. Like, this anxiety has been controlling me for a while, and God has been infiltrating it. And I, I wouldn't even necessarily say that he has completely taken it away, because that anxiety is still there, and I'm still incredibly nervous about the different as some different aspects of it. But overall, he's almost replaced that anxiety with excitement and just joy over what I'm about to be able to do for him. And this school is going to be difficult. Like, I'm expecting to be reading 24-7 and studying and writing papers and stuff. Like, this is going to be really difficult. This is going to be something that I've never done anything like this before, ever. I mean, I went to a, a local technical college and I had to write some papers for there, but they were, they were easy. And this is not going to be easy. And so I'm planning on this being incredibly difficult academically and also emotionally, spiritually, maybe even physically, definitely financially. This is going to be a struggle. And I know that. I'm not expecting this to be sunshine and rainbows and roses the whole time. I'm, I'm expecting it to be really difficult. And it doesn't matter because this is what God's called me to. And by his grace, which I do not deserve, and he certainly did not have to do this, he has given me excitement and joy over what I'm about to do. One other thing that I wanted to share um, that I listened, it was a sermon that I listened to uh, about two days ago, two or three days ago, um, that I wanted to share with you guys, a sermon by John Piper. I love John Piper. I, I Literally, as soon as I got saved, within a few weeks to months, I started listening to his podcasts. I, I love John Piper. Um... But it's a sermon from November of 2012. It's called Living by Faith in Future Grace. Um, and I, I, I wasn't necessarily looking for a sermon like this whenever I was looking up for something to listen to while I walked the neighborhood. But it came up either way. And it is exactly what I needed. What's so funny is that it's actually exactly what my parents have been talking about. And the whole point of it is God will give you the grace when you need it. And... I'm probably going to butcher this illustration. Definitely go listen to the sermon. Like I said, it's called Living by Faith and Future Grace. You can find it on DesiringGod.com. Um, but this illustration that Piper gave of life is a river. And the river is grace. And basically, you're standing right at the top of a waterfall. And the river is running towards you. And as the river is running towards you, it's it's going over you and then down the waterfall into like this lake of past grace. And you're able to look back down at that past grace that's growing every second and say, look what God has done, done for me. But you're also able to see the grace that you're in right now and the grace that's coming in the future because the stream, the river, is always flowing and it's always coming. And one thing that he was talking about is, you know, we like to think of grace um, as like, you know, like, like for going to RBC as something like that. He's going to help me um, make friends there or he's going to help me with my academics there, which is absolutely true. That That is grace. But also there is an abundant amount of grace in this second and this second and this second. Every moment that you're alive is by grace because as the Bible teaches, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. And that means that we all deserve hell. So if we got what was just, we'd be in hell right now. 
And the fact that we're not in hell, but we're breathing and we're listening to a podcast is grace. The fact that you haven't had a heart attack or a bomb hasn't exploded and killed you is grace. That is grace from God. And so you can see how big this lake is. But also, (laughs) one more thing about past grace is a part of that lake, a massive part of it, basically takes up the whole lake, is 2,000 years ago whenever Jesus died on the cross. So we can look at past grace before we were even born. And that's a part of our lake. (laughs) But again, we can also look at the future grace coming up. And that's what's been really good for my situation is I've been asking God, you know, like I said before, God, how am I going to do this? Like, how in the world am I going to do this? I don't feel prepared for this, even though I don't see any other way that I could have prepared. I don't feel prepared for this. And God is almost like, why would I give you the strength to do something that you need to do in the future? So for example, me moving in and spending the first night out of my house in 21 years on next Wednesday. Why would God give me the strength to do that today when I'm not doing that today? He he gives you the grace when you need it because that's when you need it. So I can look down the river that's just right in front of me and I can see that grace coming. And here's the thing, we have to have faith that it is coming. We have to trust that it's coming. And that's what's been so good for me is in my life the past few months of me just been freaking out sometimes over mainly financial stuff, but also just leaving my parents and, you know, not knowing how to live by myself for the first time. Um, even though I'm 21, it's, it's, it's still scary. I I don't know what I'm doing at all. Um, either way, I can look at that future grace and I can trust like, this is what God has called me to. I know that beyond a shadow of a doubt. Like I know that without a doubt because of what he's done in my life to prepare me for it and the call that he's put in my life. I know that. So knowing that, I know that he's going to get me through it. Not that not that I'm saying like I think that this time at school is going to be something where just day by day I'm about to die, but God, just I just barely survive by the skin of my teeth. That, that's not what I'm saying. Like I, I'm hopeful and expecting this is going to be just one of the best things that's ever happened in my life, Ed- educationally, with relationships, just everything. Um, but God, I, I have to trust that God has me where he wants me because he does. And whatever happens, if I drive down to Florida next Tuesday and I explode in a fiery car crash and I never even get to RBC, that's exactly what he wants for me. Now, my parents and my family may not understand why that happened, but it happened and that's what he wanted. Now, obviously, God willing, that won't happen and and I'll get to school. And, you know, the different hardships and joys that come throughout that, that's exactly what he wants for me. So whenever I start freaking out about finances and, and whatever, I just remember God has called me to this. And if he wants me to go, I'm going to go. And if I go this first academic year and then the next acad- academic year, I can't pay for it then I can't pay for it and I can't go. And he just wanted me to go for one year and, you know, I have to go work at Publix or something. Like, it's not the end of the world. He has me where he wants me. And that's the thing is I have discovered a massive aspect of faith where you have to have faith not only in 
what God has done in the past in Jesus and what he's doing in the present, but also what he's doing in the future. And that's hope and, and, and that's, that's trust and faith. And I mentioned this in, in my previous episode on how I got called uh, every year. Um, my family does a word. Uh, each one of us choose a word that we think is something that we want to focus on this year. And this year, my word was trust because I knew that I needed it. And let me tell you, I have not put that in me at all. God has put that in me. I, I couldn't put this level of supernatural, like I said, it's external trust and joy and excitement. God has put that in me. But I have been reading my Bible and I have been praying and that's all I can do. I am trying with every ounce in me to be holy as God is holy. That's perfection, which is not easy and I fail probably every minute, but I'm trying and I'm trying to do God's will and I'm, I'm trying to do what God has called me to do. And, and that's all I can really do. We live this life on a day by day basis. Like Jesus says, like tomorrow has so many worries of its own worry about today and what today holds. And so, um, not that we don't prepare but we also don't need to be super anxious about what's coming up because we have no idea what God has in store for us. One last thing, a part of the sermon that Piper was doing, he, he was giving different verses that you can kind of cling to. Uh, there are verses in the Bible that are promises from God. Um, ho- hopefully we're all aware of this, but if you really think about that, like I I knew that, but thinking about that, like this is almighty God making a promise to me, which does not have to be redeemed by me. Meaning like, I don't have to cash this promise in, in in order for it to work. Like these promises are active right now. And so he was going through some of the, um, examples, uh, in in the Bible of some, some of those promises. For example, one of them is my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. That's Philippians 4.19. And we can actually look at that promise and say, okay, like that applies to me. Not that I'm, if I ask for a Tesla, he's going to drop one off at my front door. We know that. But he, he gave a few examples, I think six of them. And they were all great, obvious promises that I can use my whole life. But I was really looking for a specific promise for my um, time now. And I couldn't really think of one. Uh, the next day, my mom, I, I told her about the sermon, but I didn't tell her that I was looking for a promise. And the next day, my mom sent me a verse. It is Matthew nineteen twenty nine, which is literally a promise of what I'm about to go through. So I'm going to read that really quick. Again, this is ni- uh, Matthew nineteen twenty nine. It says, or Jesus says, and everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or lands for my name's sake will receive a hundredfold and will inherit eternal life. And there's a promise literally out of the mouth of Jesus of exactly what I'm doing right now. Now, of course, God willing, I'm going to see my family again. I'm going to see him in October, for goodness sake. So I'm not leaving them forever. And, and I know that. But this time is going to be really difficult. And if I can have this verse to cling to, receiving a hundredfold, inheriting eternal life, again, right out the word, right out the mouth of God, right out the mouth of Jesus. That brings so much trust because I'm trusting that what Jesus said is true, 
that what I'm doing is a part of God's will and that he will reward me for it. Not that the sole um, motivation behind me going to RBC is future, future eternal rewards. My main motivation is because God's called me to it. But if I set my hope also in these promises that God has given, that's trust. And I think that's great. So um, hopefully this can be an encouragement to some of you guys. Um, I'm very excited. I'm very nervous. As you could expect, I'm definitely going to be sharing um, how my experience there goes. I don't know if it'll be in podcast form or just on Instagram. Um, but either way, uh, I, I could absolutely use your prayers. I'm really excited, but I've said that so many times. I'm really excited, but again, there, there are concerns, um, as always, just especially in my mind. Um, so yeah, I, I can always use prayer. Again, I'm very thankful for what God has done. Praise God, glory to God for what he has done in my life. But anyway, I hope that this has been encouraging to you guys. Um, if it's not, then I guess I didn't waste too much of your time. Anyway, all glory be to God. Literally everything, everything is under him. And I praise him for that. And um, thank you guys for listening. I guess I will see you guys in the next podcast episode or wherever, wherever else I see you. Um, yeah. All right. I'll see y'all later. Bye.